Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. Changing it up this episode, it's a sasshole sound off. Call it a rant, call it a constructive criticism, or just clear in the air. Today, we're talking about putting ourselves first. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show. Sound off number 11 of the wedding sassholes. Well, I know we're changing up a little bit because you're thinking if you are a weekly listener and you come here every week, you're thinking, wait a minute, they did a sound off last week. (laughs) Wait a minute. Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) We're here again. And it's an interesting topic today of putting ourselves first. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting taking some time for ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, as podcast hosts, we are definitely committed to being here, showing up for you guys every week. We try to batch episodes. Vanessa and I have crazy schedules that we try to match up. And in looking at the time of year that we're recording this, it might not be when you're listening to this, but, um, we are recording and this episode will come out in the fall. Fall is our busiest season of the year, especially um, October, November. All right, I say. Yes. So Vanessa's loaded up with weddings. And as you have heard, she is heavily solopreneur. She's got some a team helping with delivery and is growing her business. We're going to talk about that in the new year to get <laughs> some extra help out there. Um, but she slammed busy with weddings. For those of you who know my business, it's called Wedding Venue Map. Um, we once a year put out a print publication, and this is that time of year that we are in deep in doing all of our print renewals, print sales, all of the editorial coming in, getting that all ready. That is all in this crazy time of year. And? I mean, and to top it off, we also go to Wedding MBA, <laughs> yeah, which is, so we're gonna you know, be gone. Yep. So we're going to be gone for a week attending Wedding MBA, which is great for you guys because we'll bring back all our little nuggets and share them with you. But um, I am launching a second business at Wedding MBA this year, speaking in two different sessions. So it's so that is on like the professional side of our world. But there's also some stuff going on on the personal side. We got a lot going on professionally and personal, both of us and the Personal stuff is not little things, unfortunately. So we got to handle some business and take a step back first. Yeah. And those who are on my email list and stuff will get an email that I am, um, I am having some surgery for some nothing hugely major this fall, but things that need to be taken care of that I have been postponing and putting off. But Uh, But that's going to take me out for a few weeks. And, you know, Vanessa's got some stuff she's got to handle, too. And so on the tail end of this, we decided ultimately that we need to take a very small break from the podcast. So, you know, like other we're coming back. We're not breaking up. No, we're not breaking up. We're not breaking up. It's not a break. It's not a break. We're not on a break. We're not on a break. Um, but you know, like a lot of podcasts do seasons where they'll do like 12 episodes and then they take three months off and then they'll do, you know, a chunk of episodes. And we've really committed that we wanted to be a weekly podcast. And so we've been really great at staying on top of it and we haven't missed any episodes yet. No, we've been doing really good. Actually, our game plan that we wrote at midnight in Texas was 
<laughs> it worked out well. It worked out well. And we've got so many exciting episodes coming and topics planned that we've been talking about. But because of all the things that have happened this fall, we decided that we're just going to take a few weeks off. We're just taking a short, we're taking a short hiatus. We're not going on a break. Just a little hiatus. Not going on a break. Just a little hiatus. A sabbatical. A little sabbatical. We, we got to take care of some business. So, but we do want to make sure we leave you this episode with, you know, takeaways as always. And so, you know, it's Vanessa is much better at this than I am. I am very bad about prioritizing myself over all of the things going on around me. And so we're going to share some tips today on how some tips on how to put yourself first. This is my wheelhouse. This is what I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better. Because we talk about it all the time. You've gotten a lot better. And we have conversations on a daily basis where if I feel like you're overwhelming yourself, I do speak up and say something. I know. I know. So it's like gentle parenting. Share one of your tips on the ways you can put yourself first. Say no. Mm. (laughs) I am a big advocate of just saying no, I didn't used to be I used to be a really big people pleaser. And I would say yes to all the things. And then I got to a point that I felt overworked and overwhelmed. And I just said, I would just say no, I wouldn't have to feel like I would have to explain myself. I don't need to explain myself. I don't have to have a reason of why I'm saying no. I just say no, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. But no, thank you. Period. I don't need to take on every every opportunity that comes my way. I don't have to go to every single event that I'm invited to. Just if you know that you are starting to get to that point of overwhelm or you have the things going on in your personal life and you need time to take care of that, it's okay to take a step back and put yourself first. You put your business first every single day. Somebody told me last week um, that I put my, they were talking about me. They said, you put yourself, you put yourself last on event days and all weekend you put everybody else first and you cater to everyone else. So on Mondays, which I call me Mondays, if you don't know that, that is why you crash and you just absolutely take that selfish time and do everything for yourself and let other people cater to you, which is totally true. When we're doing events, we have to remember that we are always putting the couples first. We're putting our employees first half the time, you know, the venues, we're always thinking about how is everybody else doing? How is everybody else feeling? But we have to remember that we keep that boat rolling and that we need to also put ourselves first. So it's okay to say no. Yeah. And I don't, I think that I don't say yes, because I'm a people pleaser. Truly, I say yes, because I like opportunities that come from that come my way. And it's not, I don't say no, because, um, yeah, because it's not because I care what they think. I care more about losing the opportunity. And I know when I say no, they're going to ask someone behind me and that person's probably going to say yes. But do you think that's because you're never going to get an opportunity like that again, or you have like the FOMO? No, I think it's the, I mean, I think it's sometimes I might not get the opportunity again. It's not FOMO. I'm not, I'm too old for FOMO. I'm 42. FOMO is not really my thing. It's never been my thing. I'm not, I am totally fine to miss out. (laughs) It's not my, I'm good to miss out. But I think that one of the things that I've learned on and really worked on, because for me to say no, because unfortunately, I've set an expectation of yes. I'm usually the one to say yes and to be there that like I learned it's okay to say why. I know I don't need to explain myself, but I found that it takes the guilt away 
from me said just saying no because when I just am like no I'm not coming not to like a networking event I'm talking something significant so a great example someone in our industry is hiring sent me an email saying hey I'd love if you could help do you think you could share this do you think you could post this do you think you know, can you think of anyone in mind? Can you take a look at the job description? Can you? And it was like, oh, da, 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 the bullet list, not like, here's everything set. Can you just share this with your audience? That I would have said yes to. But in all transparency, it was a lot of requests of things to help and things that I don't have time for right now. And I and I wrote back and said, unfortunately, I was like, I'm speaking at a conference this week. I'm speaking at a conference two weeks from now. I've got a lot of big projects and then a pretty decent sized surgery coming next month. So while I would love to be able to help you just this month, this isn't the right timing for me to be able to assist in any way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I know I don't have to say why, but as somebody who is more of a yeser than you are, I think that the ability to say why actually helps me. It helps take away the guilt of just being like, no, like it just because people aren't used to me saying like, no. I'm not abrupt about it. And like no, no, <laughs> I know. But I think people are just used to me saying yes. Whereas people are, you have trained everyone to know your boundaries. Yes, uh, I have trained them. I've actually trained them very well. And yeah. part of that is I've always been of the understanding, and I honestly don't even know where it came from or where I learned it from. That if something is meant for you, like the opportunity there's no way that you could mess it up. So if you have the time and you have the space for it, it'll work out. But if it's not meant for you and you're not supposed to have that opportunity, then there's no way for you to fix it. Like you can't force it. So when things come around, if I am already have a busy schedule, I just look at that opportunity like, well, if I didn't have all these other things on my plate, then I would have been able to do that. But since I have these other things, it's not meant for me. It's meant for someone else. So I just pass on it. Yeah, I can understand that. It's not my MO. But it's not a bad thing. We are not the same person. (laughs) Right, right, right. But that's why I wanted to make sure like as much as it can be like, you don't have to explain yourself. And I don't in a lot of ways. I just found that sometimes saying why is it actually makes me feel better. Well, that's the other thing, though. I don't feel like I should feel guilty for not. No, I understand that. But I grew up like Irish Catholic and um, guilt in the Catholic household is like is how we get trained to do shit is because yeah. my mother makes me feel bad. Like, oh, well, you're going to miss that. And how's everybody going to feel? And it's just what she's done my whole life. It's like, it's a parenting style for Catholics. And so that's, that's my mother's parenting style, but she's Baptist. Right. But it's she's like, yeah, Baptist I mean, it's, a, it's just a little bit ingrained in me. All right. So mm. one of my tips is to ask for grace from those around you. And so one of the things I have found in decisions that I have made is it's going to be easier for me to send an email blast out to my 400 members of my company and our membership to let them know that I'm going to be out of the office for two and a half weeks. And you know, that I'm in recovery and that I have a team and here's all the people instead of me just putting up an out of office, right? And this is, again, my personal choice. Not everybody might choose to share, but I have really close relationships with the businesses that are in our membership. And so Mm -hmm. my team and I decided that, of course, I'm going to put up an out of office, but the best move is going to be to just ask for the grace in advance, send the email blast saying, this is what's here. And like, when with everyone that I have communicated my needs with already, my team, my staff, my family, my friends with what's coming, 
you know, I've found such amazing support and space, like the freedom for space for people to say, I'm going to leave you be for a few weeks. And others who are like, what do you need from me? How can I help you? Um, That they're both readily available. So make sure that, you know, as you're putting yourself first, it's okay to ask for the grace of the people around you to say, I need space, I need time, I need what you need, but you have to ask for it. People don't know. You have to communicate what your needs are because people don't know. And how can I, don't you, don't you think that if I send an email out to my 400 members saying, Hey, I'm going down for the next two and a half weeks. Here's the four people on my team. You can email for the four different things outside of that. Um, I'll be monitoring my inbox and we'll get back to you soon. I think I will get one third the amount of emails that I normally get because they will wait or they will Mm -hmm. have solved the problem themselves where they normally reach out to me for it. So I don't know, ask for grace from those around you to get, you know, to fulfill your needs. I think that ties in directly to the next the next point that we want to make, which is leaning on your tribe, that if you don't communicate with those around you of what's going on, or that you need help, you can't lean on people, not, not be able to ask for the help and ask for the grace. I think that ties right into it. So like Shannon said, uh, we're both having surgery. Um, Mine is a little bit more in depth. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And my recovery time is three times longer. Um, And it's it's a lot for me because I don't ask for help a lot. And I'm a workaholic. Um, I do set boundaries, but I am a workaholic. So yeah. it's going to be a well, lot because I'm going to be We love what we do. So that's not fair. We do. Like, we yes. do. But it's hard for me to not have control over things. If yeah. that makes sense. So I will be out for six to eight weeks, which is going to be super fun. Um, so I will be having to lean on a lot of my people. Yeah. And Shannon is one of those people. And even her mom. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just when you have that tribe of people, it's okay to just be, um, what is the word that we used yesterday where it's, you're being transparent about it. You're being vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable with your tribe and lean on them and say, I need help. I cannot do this by myself. And this is what's happening. And I, I'm asking for your grace now, but I'm also asking for your help because I just, I'm overwhelmed. I have these things going on. I can't do it myself yeah. because I physically won't be able to. Um, so just keep in mind your tribe, you are able to lean on them, but it, I think it ties into that grace period also. Yeah. I also think that with, when it comes to your tribe, you have to be specific. It's like when somebody oh, yeah. passes away and I know that like, this isn't a fair comparison, but when somebody passes away, everybody's like, let me know what you need. How can I help? And like, you don't really know what you need. Cause you were in like massive, um, morning. Yes. You're in like morning. You're in, you're in a different headspace, but I think, you know, if you can figure out specific things for specific people. So when someone says, I don't care if you keep a running list in your phone where someone says, how can I help? You can be like, yeah, if I order groceries, can you pick them up on Thursday and drop them off? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's like just being really, you know, let me know what you need. Like when someone says that, be ready to ask for something. Whatever that is, like, you know, you know, can you, here's the meal train. Can you pick up a dinner, you know, one night, you know, can you grab dinner and bring it over one night? Can you, you know, send me a book? Here's a list of books to keep my brain going that I have on Amazon. You want to send me a book? Here's a book, like something so that when, because I think people want to help, but they don't know how. They do. 
Well, and that's the thing is that when people are offering to help, that is them giving you like a gift, not like a physical gift, but it's right. it's them. If they're offering, it's because they want to. People just offer to help just because they feel guilty. If you didn't ask for it, they're not going to offer it typically. So if they're offering it, do take them up on it. Don't give them like the biggest task, especially if you don't know them very well, but you can easily do like the, I already started a list on Amazon of things that I'll need for recovery. Um, Just like little things here and there. I mean, some of them are silly, but so that when people ask, I'm like, Hey, you know, I don't really want you at my house making dinner, um, but you can do this. Like (laughs) that would be helpful or something that I will need during this time. So little things like that, they are offering, they want to help. Maybe not in the capacity that like your best friend is going to help, but I mean, don't deny them that gift of of being able to help you. Okay. So outside of all of our current personal drama, another way for putting yourself first outside of this is in general, being realistic, what, what you can actually can get done and in what time frame. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is I'm an overcommit. Hi, my name is Shannon. I could start and own Overcommitters Anonymous. Like, Hi, Shannon. I know. Hi, Shannon. Like, it's, I am, you know, I have ideas of grandeur. And in the last six months with launching a second company that's on a national level, like with doing all of these things, I really had to stop and look at realistic timeframes that... I had to put hours on things and start putting every, I mean, I am time blocking like I never have before. I mean, meaning like we're recording this podcast after I finish this podcast, I have a 90 minute window where I have a checklist of three things that should only take 30 minutes each to get done. And then I'm out the door like after that. And so I think you really to take part of putting yourself first is being realistic with what you can get done in what time frame. And this means work stuff, personal stuff. Like I, I looked ahead and was like, well, I need to get my nails done because they're super grown out. So I made the appointment for yesterday and I said, you know what, let's stop and know where do you need that 90 minutes over the next three months based upon what you have going and whatever. And So I think it's just really being realistic with yourself. It is the last, if you're listening to this when it first comes out, you know, I look at my business in quarters, in quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four of the year. And I really, in this last quarter of the year, it's like the end of October. And by this point, I should have already started my yearly review and I should have started goal setting for next year. Guess what? It hasn't. And it's not, it's not because I know realistically how long it takes me to do. And I know that that's kind of reviewing information and I can do that during recovery. I can't like guarantee, I can't be sitting in appointments and I can't like guarantee I'll be checking my emails, but I know in two and a half weeks of me sitting around that I can sit down and start reviewing the numbers, reviewing the math and start developing the plan for next year because I know how long it takes me to get done. So I just think like putting yourself first is is knowing, being not being unrealistic with how much is on your to-do list. And if it's on your list, pushing it, moving it around. One of my favorite things I bought myself and it's so insignificantly stupid, but it's this calendar off of... Um, Amazon. It's like weekly sheets that you tear off. And on the left-hand side, it's kind of like just a running to-do list. And then under each day, it has, you know, a certain amount of lines. And so I will keep a running list on the left for the next week of all the things I have to get done. And I like to use these stupid erasable pens. I'm like a junkie for these friction pens that like they're erasable. So then I can go back 
erase off the left and put it on what day am I going to work on it? And mm-hmm. so, but that's really important to me to be realistic. I can't, if I have on Friday, I had two site visits and three appointments. There was no way to get anything other than like one task done. One. Yeah. So yeah. being realistic with what you can get done and in what time frame for me is really important way for me to put myself first and take care of myself. Well, and you also need to pay attention to where you're putting your time versus work versus life when you're putting yourself mm. first. You have to prioritize that time. I know that we talked about this in a previous episode, and I'm sorry, I can't remember what number it was. But when you are going through and time blocking your schedule, make one of them a social life color because we do color coordinate. Yeah, yeah, we color code. And when you look over your month, if you don't have that color in your month, you have a problem. You have a problem with not putting yourself first, not putting something personable on there. If it's all work or it's all networking or it's all marketing, whatever the case is, and you don't have that color, I put my specific social life in black so that when I say, oh, I'm blacking it out, like it's literally blacking it out for my life. So you need to look ahead and see where you're putting your time and energy on your overall calendar. Like she said, when you do the weekly the weekly tasks and such, but when you're putting yourself first, it's very big to make sure that you're making time to put yourself first. If you don't have time in your schedule, that's, it's on you. I hate to say it, but you have to block the time out. Yeah. I mean, I can't, for all of you who are parents, I don't know how you do it. I can barely get date night. You know, John and I do date night once a week. You know, we, I make sure there are certain activities that I color code if he's coming or not coming. So I know how much time we're getting together outside of me working. And I even like put it on the calendar if I'm cooking dinner and what and put it in that color. And on my calendar, it's red because it's glaring when it's red that I look on it and I'm like, oh, God, there's nothing red. And some of that and that is everything in my personal life, doctor's appointments, my relationship, getting a massage, getting my nails done, all of that stuff, seeing my family, like all of that stuff for me is in red. And but I do think you have to pay attention where you're putting your time and most importantly is the second half of what Vanessa said is how it makes you feel that Mm -hmm. I'm getting very protective of my time that oh this sounds terrible and none of those these people listen to this podcast so we're fine but (laughs) there are certain people in my life that I mean I care about them but they suck too much the time is not enjoyable Meaning like when we spend time together, I like didn't realize that I was going to go into, I was going to be your therapist today. Mm-hmm. And the whole like one and a half hour dinner is full on that person stressing and getting off everything they need. And I appreciate that, like that people need that. And maybe this person doesn't have anyone else, but like, it is such an energy. I'm already exhausted. I already mm-hmm. have so much going on. Like I'm choosing not to prioritize time with that person. And like, I'll do phone calls with them, but you know, I think you just have to really pay attention to the tasks you're doing and how does it make you feel? This includes like networking events. Sometimes I go to a networking group and I'm like, I don't really want to be here right now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, the people who are in this room don't make me feel welcome. Like I don't like the goals I have to achieve from networking aren't in this room. So what am I doing here? Why am I putting my time and energy into this space? I don't just go through the motions, but especially with the friendships thing, there are those friends, unfortunately, that they, I call it emotional vomiting. Mm -hmm. How I refer to it is you see them and you ask the question because you're polite and you say like, how are you? And then they just 
vomit Blech. all over you. And you leave, you, yeah. yeah, you just you if you weren't expecting it. It's all at one time. They just unleash the kraken basically, and then you leave <laughs> feeling exhausted. Wait, and now you have now you're like called it the kraken, the kraken, the kraken, and then you you leave. You leave exhausted and feeling like you are now carrying their baggage and they yep. leave feeling amazing. Yeah. I've seen it. And I'm like, I, you have to limit yourself. That's part of putting yourself first. You limit your time with that person. It doesn't mean that you don't love them as their friend, but you have to limit that, that time and space with them or and it's I going mean, to what drag I do you down. Is I just don't prioritize that person. So it doesn't exactly. mean I don't send them the text every now and then to be like, hey there, how are you? Or whip them no. the TikTok that I think is funny, but... Um, I'm not being like, oh, we should hang out this month. Well, you you can limit yourself. If you yeah. know that that person is that drain on you, mm-hmm. you can limit your time with them. It doesn't yep. mean you're going to be a bad friend and totally disconnect or ignore them, but limit your time with them. Yes. Well, I mean, hopefully you got some tips and this is a great time of year for us to be having this conversation because the holidays are coming and there's so many things that are going to be coming at you, whether it's in your market, whether it's wedding season, whether it's conventions, whether it's goal setting and planning for the next year, whether you should be hiring people. It's going to be so much stuff coming at you. And, you know, we hope that you guys will give us the grace to know that we really do love doing this every time we see someone or Vanessa and I get feedback whether it's by email or whatever of people being like oh my god I love the podcast and the (laughs) episodes I mean we really do it helps remind us like why we do it and Mm -hmm. because we're both super passionate about helping small businesses not hit all the roadblocks that we've hit along the way. No, it's it's really great, especially when we're out at real life events and people yeah. walk up to us and say things like uh, other coworkers, you know, coworkers, associates. Yeah, my coworker, but you know what I mean. <laughs> other professionals, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I caught the podcast this week," or they share it on socials and they tag us in it. I always love seeing that too. Yeah. I mean, it makes such a big, we love doing it. And so it was a hard decision, but there was literally no possible way for us to not take a, a, take, take, take a little of a sabbatical. So just a a tiny little sabbatical. That sounds better than a break, break, break. It just, every time you say break, it reminds me of friends. I know. We're on a break. Well, next up, what you're going to find for us is we are both heading off to Wedding MBA in Las Vegas this year. And so mm-hmm. um, when we come back next month, we're going to take three weeks off. So after today, we're taking three weeks off and then we'll be right back. And we're going to do some solo episodes. So Vanessa and I will record separately just because of some scheduling things mm-hmm. about the best things we learned at Wedding MBA 2024. Yeah, if you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we potentially made you laugh. Follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Want to hear our honest opinion on something in the wedding industry? DM us on Instagram, your pet peeves, annoying situations. And we will add it to the sound off checklist. Now, enjoy a little break. Check out some other podcasts, but come right back. Yeah, don't, don't fall in love with them. Come back. No, you can check them out. Check out a few, do a little binging, that's fine. But we'll see you back in just a few weeks. Go make epic shit happen. 